Okay, I know it now. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cookie Skamilk. And I'm Neil Young. It is February 24th, 2017. You're listening to the Fancy Ramen Podcast. Accompanied by the terrible, terrible banjo playing of a black person. But does that mean it's rhythmically pleasing? How many stereotypes can we fit into one episode? I also am really good at math. You kind of do look like Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Will I tell you my dad has the, uh, or used to, I, I think he's getting too old for it now, but used to be mistaken as Jackie Chan by like kids and other things before. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's great. Brought joy to their lives. And I remember getting really pissed off when I was at UNL and someone said I looked like Bruce Lee when I was in uh, one of the cafeterias, one of like the on-campus ca- uh, cafeterias. I don't, I don't know why I was so offended, but... Why? Yeah. And then you could have drop kicked him and been like, Bruce Lee, bitch. Or whatever it is. How are you doing? How are you doing, Cookie? I'm doing good. Um, Yeah, so... Just recently watched something. Just caught up on Sound Euphonium. Sound Euphonium. That's the anime about brass or like a symphony, right? Yep. About a high school band. And not a light music band either, quote unquote. Nope. They're not a K-On. Not a a light light music club. They're they're an official like orchestra band. How how is that? I mean, w- without going too far into it, because I've been kind of curious about it, but at the same time, have you ever watched a slice of life where you where literally nothing happened? Yeah, it's that. But in high school and band, also, you know how I was watching Yuri on Ice, and I was like, yeah, it's good, real gay, but real good. Uh huh. This one, good, real gay. In the opposite direction. So actual Yuri instead of Yaoi at this point. Oh, okay, okay. Is Yuri directed at male audiences or female audiences? I never really understood that. I would assume female audiences based on the animes I watch that just show that only female characters are into BL, so boys love. But I guess homosexual guys would also be it's is it neutral uh because i don't know i actually liked it and i guess i'm red-blooded american (laughs) right but yeah and i don't really think we necessarily fit a specific japanese uh japanese archetype when it comes to like uh focus group i guess i could say right I mean, I, I certainly don't feel like I fall into the sen, seinen. Is that, I, I don't, I, anywho. You're the Asian one. I can't pronounce things. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know any of these terms anymore. Uh, but so you say that nothing happens, but is that, is that in the same way that Barakamon is most, uh, you haven't seen Barakamon? I have not seen Barakamon. I, I kind of just assume you've seen everything I've seen at this point because you, <laughs> you, I think you've seen a lot more anime than I have over the last, we'll say like five years. And then what's another slice of life where like nothing really major happens? It's more of like, oh God, what is a really good slice of life? I was talking to one of my friends about one. 
there's one and I'm really sad I can't remember the name because uh I I really wish it had done better. I liked it a lot, but I don't think it's going to be picked up for another season. It's like Tanaka Kun is always restless or listless or something like that. And it's about this kid who doesn't want to use any of his energy, if you will. Uh and he's just he's just lazy and he has a friend named Ota, I think that carries him around and there's a you know there's the potential of it being shipped uh, of the two of them being shipped but it's not really that forward or it you know it, it's not as heavily implied as say yuri on ice right yeah but so it, it's just nothing really there, there's no big uh big like problem throughout the series it's just this really lazy. tired lazy kid and his friend who's really like who who really looks out for him and you know helps him out and then their misadventures like a girl falls in love with Hanukkah, the lazy one a bunch of other random stuff but like nothing really ever happens per se in it so i guess this one something kind of does happen but like you'll sit there for 3 episodes and they'll just be like band practice us talking band practice you're getting better Vote. at the trumpet so actually, the trumpet player, she's a really amazing trumpet player. The focus is on a euphonium player who doesn't really like to play euphonium but got tricked into it again. And hence the name of the anime, right? Yeah. So, wait, euphonium, is that a mallet-based instrument? I'm trying No, to... that's a... It's a... Oh, God. It's a... You know what a t- upright tuba looks like? Yeah. Now just make its little brother. Okay, okay. So it looks pretty much exactly like a tuba, but it's shorter. I Please don't take baritones. There we go. Thank you. Sorry. So don't take... I'm sorry, band people that don't listen to this, because I also played the euphonium. Oh, really? Band, yeah. Yeah. Started on trumpet, then moved to euphonium, because we didn't have any bass people, and I didn't want to lug around a tuba. I get you. I get you. But no, so it's just their um, high school band on the road to nationals, pretty much, and just confessions of love between two girls. Like, you know what they say about band trips, right? Huh? No, what? I'm messing with you. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, and it was. It's weird, but it's real. It's real slow and dry. My wife was not a. She watched the first episode and she was like, nope. She's like, it's band drama on top of just, it's high school band. Just, if you're ever in high school band, you've already seen the anime. I understand why it could appeal to people though, because you could have a connection with it. And for people that don't, but have, were always in, like interested in being in band or that type of lifestyle, but missed out on it in high school, maybe. Just wasn't maybe cool enough to join the high school band. <laughs> 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 no, uh. If if we're going to talk about anime, uh, I've been watching one called uh, Seiren. Describe it. Uh, I'm already I'm I'm down on it already, uh, but be, because I kind of started watching it without reading the description, but the description is basically this anime, which I'm assuming is going to be your standard like <coughs> twelve episode series or whatever. Tw- I'm assuming it's twelve. Uh, it's an original IP as far as I can tell, but I could be wrong because I don't think there's a manga on it. But it basically follows 
this main character in high school who's kind of a nerd, kind of like a uh not not like a nerd nerd, but you know, he's not the most popular guy. And his romances through this year or maybe two years of high school. And notice they say romances. Um, it's not like he's a player or anything, but the first few episodes follow his his like short-lived not even relationship but romance with uh this popular girl in his class and then like watching up to that point it it seemed kind of sweet and there are some genuinely cute moments mixed in a little bit of like weird it it wasn't even like outright etchy or whatever that would be like it wasn't outright like uh suggestive bursting voluptuous boobs coming out at you at every, every angle but it was more suggestive in like a uh and like a more mature way, I guess. I, I don't know how else to describe it. But so after the first four or five episodes or something, and if you if you had read the description, you would probably know this too, the relationship or that that romance ends. Since then, it started up a new arc with a new girl. And I, I guess the anime is basically going to be about how this kid develops after each relationship and what he takes from each one to each one. But I, I just have like this trouble dealing with it because... I I don't know what my problem is with it. It it seems like they develop this character uh, like the 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 foil so to speak the the female character into something you know more interesting and threshed out but as soon as they get to that point they're like, "Well, time to move on to the next one." At least that's the impression I got from the first handful of episodes. This sounds amazing. The the art style like has a feel to it that I can't put my finger on, but I I I haven't seen something drawn this way, maybe not ever, but not in a long time. So that's S E I R A N. Use the promo code Fancy Roman. No, that's it. S E R. Oh, S E I R A N. I don't know how I feel about it. I'll probably watch a few more episodes. I'm I'm not up to date on it. Maybe that was spoilerish, but. If it's in the description. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that is more or less what you're supposed to expect out of it when you start watching. But I feel as if I pulled up the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've just picked up or uh, pulled up a picture of four pretty boys that are dressed up in like Sengoku period attire and uh, she, Saren. Oh, okay. R-E-N. So... Oh, what did I type in? R-A-N. But I, I think I gave you the wrong uh, spelling there. Regardless, doesn't matter. I haven't even watched uh, the most recent episode, uh, you know, like the simulcast oh, episodes. Oh, this one. Yeah. It's weird that as soon as the um, title pops up in Japanese, I know exactly what it was. What, what, what do you mean? I don't know Japanese, but I've seen this, like, this image on Crunchyroll. Oh, sure. So at that point, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's all the typeface, typefaces. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you might, you might like it. the The animation's pretty well done. Like, there's, you don't have those super cheaped out scenes like, like you've seen in. I mean, I'm assuming you've noticed in Yuri on Ice, where you just see a certain part of the episode is like, holy shit, they must have cut some staff on this episode. <laughs> uh, there's a quality to it, but at the same time, there's also a cringe factor that. I you, you know my my cringe factor or like my cringe uh tolerance is kind of low I think compared to like you or my girlfriend for that matter. 
or my wife probably i guess really you think so like she doesn't like certain things but you know as long as it's not a brother sister relationship she's like (laughs) she's okay with like pushing through right we're all becoming numb neil why aren't you why aren't you just desensitized all this yet I think it it was like that three or four year absence of me not watching anime while I was focusing on music production. Oh, that'll do it. I think I'm a lot quicker to drop series. Why would you even drop a series? You know it's going to not go to second season and it's just going to be 13 episodes anyway. Because I lose emotional attachment to it? You're watching anime for emotional attachment? (laughs) (laughs) What, are you watching it for fan service? Yeah, maybe Not maybe anymore. that's what everyone should be doing, though. <laughs> and that's how you become desensitized and numb to it. <laughs> well, so it's only been, what, five days since we last recorded, uh, but what have you been playing? Um, So one of my friends told me that, informed me, like, right after we got done recording, hey, Dirt Rally's on PlayStation VR. You gonna get it? And I was like, no, nah, not really a big racing fan. He's like, you should get it. And then I saw that it was just like $30 for like the full game of Dirt Rally plus the VR bundle, which is usually like a $70 thing together, weirdly. They actually sell it separately? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, so you can just buy Dirt Rally and then you have to buy the um, VR add-on later for more money. Or right now, PSN's having a sale where it's like $40 off getting them both together at once. So I was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll give this a try. I knew that um, Drive Club VR really killed me with the motion sickness. Just like as soon as you started going downhill at all, you were just like, nope, can't do it. And then like how beautiful Drive Club was the game. In VR, they like made all the roads just extra wide. You remember that game? Um, Oh, God. Not, I think it was called Daytona 500, where if you put in the cheat code, you could ride the horse. What? It was back in like Dreamcast days. I I don't know if I, I if I ever played it. It's also available at the arcades. Okay, yeah, maybe. Um, I know I, like I do that. know a Daytona arcade game. It it gets that bad. It looks that bad. So you can see where you're on a straight path. And you're like, okay, there's going to be a dip in the road soon. You can literally see the 60-degree angle of the road changing. Ah, yeah, okay. And it's bad. And all like all the roads are just like uber, super wide in Drive Club VR. And the buildings that they put on the one little level that I played were just real like rectangle. I'm assuming they had to do that to uh, ensure a, a stable frame rate, right? So was I was f- assuming that too until I went downhill <laughs> and got real motion sick. So the frame rate's not good either for that matter? No. Hmm. No. And then, so I was like, eh, I don't really want to play Dirt and VR. So what I did was I played it like outside of VR and I was like, I don't know what any of this means because if you haven't played a Dirt Rally game, there's a guy talking to you. And he's saying some stuff that doesn't make sense. Left five, 30. Slight dip, double caution. Yeah, things like that. You don't play a rally game, you don't know what that means. So 
I just like was like, okay, fine, I'll put it in VR. So Dirt looks nice on, looks good on the PlayStation 4 with the 4K TV with the Pro and all that jazz. Pretty much looks damn near the same in VR. And on top of that, I was going over slight jumps, maybe. That's one of the things that they say. Slight jump, maybe, because they're not 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> but yeah, so I was going like over jumps, going down hills and like splashes, which means you're just going through a river pretty much at this point. And like never got hit with motion sickness until one time when I accidentally kind of spent off a cliff. But that's to be expected. Yeah, I it's going off of a cliff. But yeah, besides that, no, just I might get sick if I felt you know drove my car off a cliff too. <laughs> I haven't done it, and hopefully I never do. But I'm I I can't discredit that theory. No, it makes sense. But yeah, so I've just been playing that, and I tried the ping pong game a little bit more. All I can tell you that it did was made me worse at both virtual ping pong and real ping pong. <laughs> Got to work on Tuesday and was like, all right, I'm ready to play some ping pong. Got a little bit better at virtual ping pong. Then everyone was just like, dang, Cookie, you suck now. I'm like, I'm sorry. You have a ping pong table at work? Mm-hmm. Damn. I actually bought my own paddle because it's that serious and people bring their own balls and paddles and things like that. So, yeah. Oh, There's also a free foosball table as well. I'm working the wrong job. You are. So, I got to ask you, have you looked up the ping pong movie or uh, manga yet? No. You need to. It's great. Send me a message after this. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. So, that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Have you been playing? Yeah, a little bit. Um, just, you know, in like the, in the wee hours of the night when my ears are too spent doing other things. Uh, He's I'm, excited for Switch. Wee? Wee wee? Anyway, <laughs> I uh, I beat Valhalla and my fear of the game ending in hours, so to speak, was or, you know, like like I was talking about last episode, that fear was founded because within the next session, I played uh, Valhalla. I, I beat it. And so you were literally hours away, less than an hour. And uh, the ending, I, I don't know if there are multiple endings. There might be. Uh but the ending was kind of not really bittersweet. It wasn't very emotionally charged at all to begin. Uh, or I mean, I, I let me let me take that back. There's a period of which it's very like emotionally fulfilling and satisfying to a degree. Uh, but then the ending, ending, if you will, isn't really that satisfying. Like the the credit scenes, if you will. So basically, what it says at the end is basically just. And you kept bartending. Kind of, but they the they never really even address whether or not the... Oh, well, okay, so some fucking spoil, uh, spoilers for this game. Uh, within the first couple days, because, you know, you, you play the game in days, you find out that the bar is potentially going to be shut down. Oh, yeah. So did you save the bar? Well, it never actually outright says that you saved the bar. But one of the ending scenes has uh, the main character and, the, and her boss going out uh, or like going on vacation or out of town f to do something. 
and they're they're so implying, you didn't save the ball. You didn't save the bar. I, I think so though, because they're implying that while they're doing this, the coworker Gill is uh, has to hold down the fort and everything. But they actually don't say it about the bar. They don't implicitly say that he's doing that for the bar. He's holding down the fort in the bar. So you never get the full picture, but I, I don't know. Like the, uh, There's a lot of stuff kind of up in the air, and uh, I'm assuming that I didn't get endings with certain characters or ending scenes because I didn't serve the right drink. Maybe. I thought I did a damn good job on some you of these characters. You weren't Renegade though. Shepherd enough. So at that point, do I just serve everyone shitty drinks all the time? <laughs> um, these, this is not the best drink I could serve you. It's the second best drink I can serve you <laughs> throughout the entire game. Here's some frothy water. <laughs> that, that's a drink, frothy water. Non-alcoholic. I don't even know what the hell a frothy water is in real life. but Is that just sparkling water? No, it's frothy. Like, so a beer so, can be frothy, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming it's like a frothy beer, except it's not beer. It's water. Like water with a lot of head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's about all I played. So this is no longer Fancy Ramen episode whatever. This is now Fancy Ramen water with a lot of head. <laughs> <laughs> talk about some news since we really didn't bring that up last week a little bit of a switch up speaking about uh, the switch fuck (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of a switch up speaking about the switch there's something here about binding of isaac yeah so that got delayed basically that was going to be one of the launch titles there there's been a little switch up on (laughs) i was trying not to use that word that time (laughs) There's been a little toss-up with their launch lineup. Uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus, which has been out for like a month or so on Steam or PC (coughs) and Mac and Linux or whatever. Uh, That's been delayed, and their Xbox One and PS4 ports, which never had any announced date, like there's been no news on that. So basically at this point, TBD or TBA for our uh, Switch launch there. But we did get a game called, and you'll have to help me with this, it was... Uh, I want to call it Snippikins, but it's not actually that. And actually, that's not uh, Snipper Clippers. Snipper Clippers. It is a launch game now. Oh, it actually got like pushed forward to not just March, to but down March 3rd? At least according to GameSpot, yes. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, and... I like this. I like this even better, because like, the two games I was getting for the Switch were going to be Snipper Clippers and 1-2 Switch. Me and my wife keep looking at Zelda, and we're just like, eh. I'm at a loss of words, okay? Because that game looks really good to me. But I'm also... It does. But I'm it, also on the hype train at this point. I don't know. It looks good, but... Neil, when was the last time you beat a Zelda game? Uh, when was the last time you played a Zelda game and then beat that Z- said Zelda game? So I beat Wind Waker, the remaster, maybe a couple months ago, and I'm working on Twilight Princess right now. Oh, wow. So you're dedicated. Yeah. Me, Never. the last Zelda game I beat was... Did I ever beat Majora's Mask? <laughs> <laughs> you let the moon crash and then that was it, right? You. <laughs> that's the game. You, you won. 
I know I beat Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina could be a whole different game where you're playing as an orc. <laughs> a time-traveling orc. I know I beat four seasons, but I don't know if that came before or after Ocarina of Time. Was that the GBA game? game? Yeah. But that was pretty much like the last Zelda game I beat. I've played all the other ones up to the Water Temple and then just said, screw it, I'm over it. Like, they look good. They they play for fun. But then I'm just like, uh... It, it's just really hard for me to process that you... Like, uh, of of all of the games out there today, and we have, like, open world games and games that, you know, the, these really long puzzle games, like The Witness, maybe not really long, but, like, grueling I, puzzle I have games. Not, I still haven't beaten The Witness either. Well, either, so, so that's but. what I'm saying. I, I'm not surprised that you wouldn't beat, say, GTA V or The Witness but when you say you haven't beaten like some of these Zelda titles, I am I'm surprised because those games really at least for myself, they really push you to beat them. Or push you. They they really throw that next dungeon at you and then they're like, Hey, and here's the water one. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> well, the water dungeon's only really bad in Ocarina, I feel like. Yeah, and it's demoralizing enough to I have to remember going through it when I see the water one come up, and I'm just like, yeah, it, it's a little demoralizing. I might, I might, I might just have to, you know, just put it down for a couple of days, see what happens, and just never pick it back up. And I, I should say for the record too that all of the other games I've played in the absence of not playing Zelda's up until I've turned 28 or whatever, uh has completely taken me out of the Zelda mindset. So when I'm playing these games, like I, I like for instance, I beat Ocarina for the first time uh in mid or early 2016. For the first time I beat Ocarina. Ocarina of Time. I'm proud of you. It. Yeah, I know. And it, it like I was playing that game and it occurred to me that a lot of modern game design heavily draws influence from ocarina and and ocarina was really the first game to develop things like i mean you call it z triggering but when i was playing it i was like this is how dark souls plays and bloodborne for that matter and demon souls like you have your lock on yeah. granted you don't have to hold a fucking button <laughs> which i i do admit is well, my they're, biggest they're bringing gripe. it back for for honor you gotta hold a button now oh son of a <laughs> Why? Just toggle it, or at least give me the option. Oh, actually, to never mind. It, it is a toggle on For Honor. Okay, see that that's <laughs> fine. But anywho, it was amazing. It was fantastic. But being this old now in an era where games play differently, and uh, and and maybe it's not that the games of this time, but the games that Nintendo makes or the the Zelda development team specifically does has a completely different mindset than, you know, going through dungeons and Bloodborne. In Bloodborne, it's like, here's a switch. Pull the switch. Oh, that was just a shortcut. I didn't even have to hit the switch. <laughs> the boss is just down this path. What's keeping me from the boss? A bunch of enemies. With Zelda, it's more puzzle-related, re right? And not the type of puzzles you see in, like, Resident Evil for them, obviously, or The Witness, <coughs> or anything like that. It's... They're sometimes abstract. They're sometimes straightforward. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a mixture of things, right? So I'm 
notoriously shitty at those games and because of that like it takes me a lot longer to get through dungeons but still wanting to know more about what happens and wanting to know how link solves whatever problem because he's always going to win because it's zelda uh the internet it, baby it the internet will tell you Oh, the internet will tell you everything. Yeah, but the internet also lies about uh, Link being dead in Majora's Mask. He's totally dead. No, he's fucking not dead. There, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, it, it's all conjecture saying he's dead. We've already talked about this, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I cut it out entirely last. <laughs> so, will you name your hero Link? I mean, maybe there. There's no reason I have to name him Link because I don't think any of the heroes. And I think I cut this part out too. <laughs> Sorry for for you viewers out there. I have this tendency to talk about things in length and get real passionate about it, and then just cut it from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because because it's like this is not the place or like this is not the proper forum for those discussions, right? It could be That's if we have more a, people that have beaten Zelda <laughs> games here. Touche. Touche. <laughs> but, either, but, yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild looks really good. It does. It looks wonderful. And I'm not into Nintendo for the Zelda. That, yeah, I, I I'm get into that. it for the weird that. shit. Everyone else is like, only reason to get Nintendo Switch, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm just like, I can milk a cow. <laughs> I can literally nom noms my wife and turn her into a shape to catch a ball. Oh, okay, I was wondering where the fuck you were going <laughs> with that. I had to, <laughs> I had to catch up on it. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that, and that that's probably the best mindset you could have because the launch lineup is. You know, I, I was trying to fight for it before, but looking at it now, the launch lineup looks kind of shitty for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to, like, argue that. Yeah, I'm like, it's... one of their games is, like, 20-something mini-games. ARMS doesn't look bad. No, no, it looks really good, but it's not going to be out on, on launch. Oh, yeah. Is that just a random March? So, I thought it was even summer, but oh, I could be it might wrong. be. I don't know. We're, we're not fact-checking this episode all that hard, so we, we're keeping it short, right? Yeah. By the way, we're halfway through our allotted time. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I and so, when I was talking to you before about what games I was going to get on launch, you know, I'm trying to keep it at two games, uh, because I think buying any more maybe puts me at a financial disadvantage, we'll say, for the upcoming Persona 5 release in April. Why don't you just pre-order it? Oh, I already have. But with Amazon, they don't take out the money until it's been oh, sent. So. so that's the one thing I actually still use on GameStop for. I could just like throw $5 here, throw $5 here, throw $5 here. It's paid for. All right. I get that. I respect that hustle, okay? I respect it. Unlike the rest of the circle of life. Not, not the point, though. We're not getting into that again. Fucking games. Games. GameStop, excuse me. <laughs> uh, fucking GameSpot. Please. Come on. Please send us some money. <laughs> but yeah, so you said you were you wanted to limit it to just two games for a Switch. Yeah, and Zelda's gonna be one of them. Obviously. Although it although it sucks because I've I have uh 
basically relented to my girlfriend that she's going to be playing that first, at least to some far degree, and then I'll jump in at that point. So that way, if she does want to watch, she won't be spoiled by anything. Although the way I hear that the game plays in a completely open world fashion and that there's, it's a lot like Zelda 1 compared to any other Zelda where it's like, if you want to do that dungeon first, you can. It might be hard without the boomerang or something, but you can still do it. That sort of vibe, which I think is great. Uh, But that does complicate how we're going to do that. Like, uh, because uh, unless we would buy two Switches, you know, I, I have to play at a time where she's not playing and potentially not watching because if I decide to go off into different directions doing other things, she might be spoiled in that regard. So, What you guys could do is she plays the Switch in playing Zelda and then you just throw on um, The Witcher 3 and you guys <laughs> could just pick the same direction and see if you run into the same enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the game's a complete copy. <laughs> Well, what what I might end up doing actually uh, is uh, playing Tokyo Mirage Mirage sessions on Wii U during that period of time. I also need to probably start playing Persona again. Nah, I was gonna say you've already given up on that. No, I... no. <laughs> now, now that you said that, now I'm I feel compelled to do it. <laughs> the The next three games will not take that much time. Once I get to Persona three and four, there's a lot of time going into those. I I think I do have my. Uh, I, I've got my save data from 4 that will help me get through that game pretty fast. And I'm hoping I can get my girlfriend's save data from Persona 3 Portable. I'm playing two versions versions of Persona 3 because I'm a fucking idiot. Sounds like it. Yeah. I've already given up on the whole Kingdom Hearts thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on. Let's talk about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so did you notice over the weekend, uh, or over the week rather, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on names, but I think it's Nomura Tatsuya. I could be wrong. I think Sounds I'm probably Asian wrong. Sounds Asian enough. Himeno Kidoku. <laughs> no. Uh, Kirito? <laughs> so basically the, the director uh, or one of the producers of FF7 Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3, he basically teased some images at an event of the two games. And uh, like w- why I bring this up or why I wanted to bring this up, I'm, I'm just taking this casually with you here, is... Uh, he he basically alludes to both of them being, you know, a ways off, right, from being released and whatnot. And I wanted to ask you how that feels, because we know Kingdom Hearts 3 was started, at least in pre-production, around 2006 or so, like around that, like mid-2000s. It's now 2017. It's still a ways off. <laughs> Looking at Final Fantasy VII Remake, we know that game wasn't started until like 2014 and it they're now being compared at the same points in their production cycles so that just means the final fantasy 7 remake is just going to be a cheap port (laughs) 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 that's all i'm picking up from that one yeah just like we're we're putting time and care in kingdom hearts 3 it's not going to turn out like the last guardian it's going to be closer to final fantasy 15 with the remake of Final Fantasy VII, we're just we're just having some trouble finding the source code, and we're just <laughs> we gotta recreate these MIDI files. <laughs> yeah, it's taking us a little bit longer. We've gotta hunt down some old uh, synthesizers. <laughs> did Did you like Final Fantasy VII? I didn't mind Final Fantasy VII. 
I, I was oh watched, sorry. I watched my brother play like ninety percent of it. So you know, looking at those screenshots, those in battle screenshots or whatever or the screenshot, I should say. Uh, I feel like that game's going to be a lot more faithful to the orig- original engine than people are were suspecting it would not be. I guess like there there was a when they announced the project and started throwing out some screenshots, people were really hesitant about like, or, or really speculative over being like, what, what's the game going to be like? Is it going to be like final fantasy 15? Then final fantasy 15 came out and people for the most part seemed to like it a bit or a lot. Uh, but looking at the screenshots, having that type of menu, how are you going to move around and dodge and do things like that when you have to also use your D pad and select what type of, you know, action you want to take. It seems to me like, yeah, exactly. It seems to me like it's going to be something similar to the active time battle system or ATB, AT, yeah, ATB, active time battle. Uh, Maybe a few things kind of. Ooh, or will they switch it to RTB, real time battle, which was the kind of like halfway point. I think they use that in... X, Final Fantasy X, whatever they use in Final Fantasy X. 10, but 10, wait, really? That was RTB? They I called th- that that? I think they did. It started with an R. Because they gave you the choice between like the classic system and running around. At least in X2, I know they did. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't play X2. But yeah, Something so it was a little more. idols didn't mesh with me. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it was a little more. Um, you didn't actually like move the characters around, but the characters move themselves around, you know, when they kind of like switch the like transition point they had between. And I think they used it on like final fantasy 13 as well. I didn't play final fantasy 13. I really should. It was also 14 and 13 too. I actually, no 14 was the online one is the online one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, 13, 13, 2, and then, or 13 something, then 13 Lightning Returns. Yeah. Because apparently she wasn't in 13, 2. She died. Spoilers! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Then she got turned into a crystal because she solved her, she did her thing. And then, so everyone got turned into a crystal at the end of 13. And then her little sister, like, uncrystalled up and she was like, oh, I'm needed again. Huzzah! And that's the second game? Yeah, and then Lightning returns because she's needed again. So, huzzah! What the fuck I actually, is... I actually beat that game. Of all the games! <laughs> 13. Final Fantasy 13 got beat. You know, I, I have heard from a lot of people, though, that... A lot, no, excuse me. I have heard from a few people that that game gets progressively better as you go on from it. Like, the first portion or I, act of the game is kind of rough but then i actually really enjoyed great. the linearity of the first portion the hallway yeah i can beat a hallway <laughs> <laughs> once you start giving me side shit to do it's just like guess i'm playing gwent yeah gwent yeah that's... and that's why i'm still in the first town of um the witcher 3 and it's also why i never actually got a chance to play the um, card game in final fantasy 9 because I lost too many times in the first town, and if you lose too many times, there aren't really many places to buy cards. You have oh, to win them. Yeah. So I literally had to opt out of playing the game, the little card game. So not allowed. That's kind of a bummer. It uh, kind of is. Did you play the card game in FF8? 
I can't think of what it's called. I it's it's the best card game. Blitzball is the best card game. No, Blitzball is amazing. If only <laughs> if only they had released like Final Fantasy X Blitzball, I'd be all over that. Hey Square, I know you're not listening, but Final Fantasy X to do Blitzball. 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 Dumbo. <laughs> I man, that game was fucking great. We're gonna will it into existence. Um, anyway, a not mixture the point. of strategy and sports. Like, All right, guess. Okay, have you have you heard of the game Pyre? Yes, it's an early access, right? No, it's not even early access, is it? Probably not. I've but, heard of it. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. You should check it out. I mean, it, it's not Blitzball, but in a world without Blitzball, it's the closest thing. I, like even closer to. I almost called it Quidditch. Quidditch, yeah, Quidditch. You mean Harry Potter? Yeah, Harry Potter Quidditch. Is there a oh, Quidditch there game? Phone. I don't think there is. My issue with so I I like Harry Potter. I don't love it, but I thought you know it was it was a good story, man. It was good books. There were better books. There there are better books, but I'm I'm not going to discredit the fact that like it's interesting enough and yeah sure there are some faults with the writing there are some big faults with the writing but really i just want to know where the magic comes from that's it that you're you're that type of person that wants the explanation or just any fucking thing really honestly so did you feel better after you found out that the force was made of midichlorians i wasn't actually curious about that one (laughs) i i i was happy with the Jedi Order just being a religion. Is is that what it's implied in the original trilogy? Yeah, no, it's just a religion. Ah. Yeah, yeah. The Jedi Force. The Force is actually, it's literally just a religion. The Force, Luke. Use the Force. But yeah, but no. So like, so when it comes to like wizards and magic and shit, I like the Dresden Files where he's just like, well, this shit's like internal energy. You can also absorb energy from outside and channel it if you wanted. Right. I like the um, Young Wizard series by Diane Duane. Uh, the first book's called So You Want to Be a Wizard. It's just, a, it's pretty much like these kids in New York and a girl reads a book called So You Want to Be a Wizard because you know she was, because you know the books that are like, So You Want to Be a Firefighter. So You Want to Be a Doctor. Yeah, yeah. She read one called So You Want to Be a Wizard. And it was like, hey, Every time you use magic, you use up a little bit of everything's life force. Entropy is a real thing. Only time to use magic is to extend the life of the universe. Have at it. And they like explain how things happen. So I'm fine with it just being, hey, magic exists and it's magic. But like the energy source in Harry Potter is real fucking fickle. The energy source is never brought up, I thought, though. Like, right? Or I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it and sometimes, to counter your point. I'm saying it to support your point. They never talk about it. They don't. And it's like, sometimes they're like, wimpy spell. Oh, I'm super tired. And then they're like, super godlike spell. More godlike spell. And you're just like, the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So you like the idea. And now, granted, this is part of one of the core themes of Full Metal Alchemist, but... You could appreciate that when they do their magic, well, quote unquote magic, magic. <laughs> uh, it has 
reason and explanation as to the side effects and what they're doing, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like, even if even if Harry Potter was just like, hey, I understand that it's like it's magic, yay, magic, and you got to learn how to do the right flick, and that makes sense. But then when you use it, you're using also an energy source that's coming from within you. And I'd be happy with just that, honestly. And it's like, the puddings you need to eat, Harry, replenish your MP. And that'd be fine, too. Yeah, but, yeah. but no, they don't give me any of that. They're just like... They, they never talk about it. They never say why people get tired after they use magic. And then but people don't, don't seem get to tired. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Wait, have you read Dark Prism, the Dark Prism series, something like that, I think? I've not read the Dark Prism series. You might be, you might like it. It is a little more, well, dark. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting off topic, though. So Man, we're so off topic. I don't understand why everyone likes Quidditch, because Quidditch is a sport with super uh, frivolous bullshit. None of the players really have to play the game except Harry and whatever his position is. Yeah, like, so in that match, the other guys could just be wanking each other off. (laughs) I thought they were. (laughs) They might have been. Because what really matters is you just have to catch the golden snitch or whatever, right? And our time runs... But time doesn't run out in it either, actually. It's whoever catches the golden snitch. When the golden snitch is caught... The game ends. So what I'm guessing is they want your your team, if you have a sucky seeker, you want to make over, I think it's like 30 goals. Whatever it is. But we have never seen, or maybe we have, but I don't remember. No, we never a, have. Uh, a game where they win by the goals instead, right? So it doesn't fucking matter. So it's like, hey, you need to make this many points. And then they caught the golden snitch. Crap, we don't have enough points, even though we just got awarded 500 points. It's like making a rule within baseball that if you are able to get a home run by swinging the bat underneath one of your legs, you win. You win the game. Like, it it won't happen. So why why does that part even exist? Whereas blitzball, on the other hand, (laughs) is simple yet sophisticated it's just underwater soccer or well yeah handball. soccer if if you want it like, i just yeah. call it underwater handball at this point but you still <laughs> you still kick it right i mean do you do that in handball i think you can kick handball i don't fucking know every what every is. other time i watch handball i'm like is this rugby no it's handball oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we can watch the um trailer for the handball video game on ps4 just like blitzball could be such an amazing amazing standalone title and square could pull in characters from other ips to do it so it's like oh we have a bunch of final fantasy characters but now look it's the guy from deus ex and laura croft is here because there's no explanation really as to how they're able to breathe underwater so it doesn't (laughs) matter who can maybe that's not even water maybe it's the fucking uh plug fluid from evangelion so with that in mind do you think we would have gotten a Blitzball game if the, uh, crap, what was that game called? Sony All-Stars? PS All-Stars? If PS All-Stars was actually successful, would we have gotten the Sony spinoffs of sports games after their spinoff of the Smash Bros? No, because that's a Sony title and not a Square Enix title. Yeah, but Sony and Square, they would have been like, 
hey, we got this successful franchise where we're taking all these different IPs Why and we're we doing random Dante things. Why don't we do a sphere shot and Blitzball? Nah, man. It, it, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> what, what we needed if was... Square and Disney can be like this. <laughs> I'm what? sure Square and Sony can be like this too, man. Oh, is that what would happen then? Would it just be um, Final Fantasy versus Disney Blitzball? <laughs> oh, God. See, that would be great. That's oh, what we, we need. And then we could just throw in Star Wars characters too at this point because Disney. Yeah, because they own them. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a DLC patch. Speaking of things that are going to be in Kingdom Hearts 3, unconfirmed. It's coming out sooner than uh, Half-Life 3 and Skate 3 at this point. Or Skate 4, you mean? Shh. <laughs> 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 oh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so... We'll we'll talk about the Switch stuff, I think, next week since it's closer to, or it'll be after release. Ooh, and then you'll have to tell me about it because mine doesn't come in until Monday. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I'm shaking my head at you. This is not, this does not play well for a podcast. No, I do want to ask you. Like, so Ooh, can you bring it over? Bring it over. Well, perhaps. if you can pry it from Tiff's cold Yeah, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't promise I can get it. I do want to bring up the Switch, though, when it comes to the trouble that some reviewers have had with the left, specifically left Joy-Con. Have you heard about these reports at all? I have not heard about these reports. So was the left Joy-Con the one with the AR sensor, or was that the right one? That's the right one. Okay, so the left one was the one without all the bells and whistles. Correct. So how are they having trouble with the left one? Well, the I, I should say that both Joy-Cons have the HG rumble feature. <laughs> There's apparently four uh, four balls in there. That's how you can tell there are four ice cubes. One but there shakes, might be fall. Two shakes, three shakes, and then four shakes. That might be one of our mini games. Shaking uh, a salt and pepper shaker maybe until it feels empty, and then you pick up another one, and then you shake. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm so excited for WarioWare when it comes out. Is it confirmed at this point? No, but it might as well be. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, you would expect that that would be something they could bring to the Switch. That is something they will they bring will. to okay. the Switch. Yeah. Anywho, the, uh, the problem seems to be related to uh, basically the Joy-Con losing con- uh, connection or sync with the console. Pretty significant considering, you know, if you're going to play your Switch on a TV or docked into something, at that point you would be taking the Joy-Cons off and if you're playing Zelda on a big screen and you start losing connectivity, Link dies, right? No. Or gets hurt. Yeah, that's more likely. Probably. Or just stands in the middle of an open field while <laughs> some enemies just look at him and, and like, huh? Huh? and not actually do anything. Dramatic uh, string section. <laughs> kind of shitty to have this pop up on uh, at the start of their release. But as you were kind of pointing out before, it seems... This always has to happen in some way for Nintendo on a console release. Either like Actually, the controllers are shitty, or in this case, they're not lo- working entirely. And this type of thing happens on any system during release. And this is actually before release as well, though. So yeah. it's like, just think about all the craziness that you went through with your Xbox 360. Your PlayStation 3. What was wrong with the PlayStation 3? I don't know. I didn't have one. Uh, Maybe that was what's wrong with one. I got mine... Like midway through the PS3 cycle, though, so I I got I mine think. right after the um great PS PS blackout of 2000 whatever, where there was like no online availability 
Oh, was it during they got, the holidays? No, they got hacked. And it was like, there wasn't like PSN for like, I think it was like two, three months. Wow, I don't remember this. I they must paid been... you. Huh. They gave you money after. I might not ha- uh, might not have had a uh, PS3 at this point in time. Yeah, it was, it was around like mid PS3 cycle. Because I ended up getting one like shortly after it was like resolved. And then they brought me over to the dark side. PS4, baby. Yeah. But yeah, but no. Like all consoles got issues. You're, you're getting first wave of hardware. Yeah. I'm expecting some red rings of deaths. I'm expecting some... I don't know what else happened to the other ones. Nothing was nearly as significant as I, the red ring. Yeah, I've never had major issues with my consoles. And, you know, let me find some wood real quick. I just knocked on it. Uh... My PS4 is done perfectly fine. My PS3, again, it's a newer one. It's done fine. My PS2 still works to date. Uh, my PlayStation 1 back home, the worst thing we had to do was play it upside down. Or like lifted sideways. I don't remember. It It didn't work <laughs> entirely correct. <laughs> the, granted, this was by the time the PS2 was out and we had that. But uh, So like we could play all of our PlayStation 1 games in that PlayStation 2. My Xbox 360 red ringed after my TV committed suicide in college. When you say your TV committed suicide, did the TV jump out of your dorm room window? No. (laughs) So my dorm room window was open, and it wasn't a particularly windy day, but a slight breeze came in, and my TV was like, screw life. Wait, you're serious? This happened? Yeah, yeah. My TV like decided it wanted to blow over. And it fell right onto a tin can, just completely ruining the screen. And then, like, an hour and a half later, my Xbox 360 red-ringed. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. At that point, you became a PC gamer for a bit? No. I was already like, what did I do after that? (laughs) I think I focused on my studies for a little bit. (laughs) Come on. Come on. I just had a crappy computer laptop at the time, so it was college. What can you do? But yeah, no. And I think right after I decided I got the PS VR, my PS4 decided it didn't want to live anymore. Oh, I do remember that. Now, going back to your TV for a second. So, did you ever say maybe some things in front of the TV that might have caused it to want to jump? <laughs> No, I was always very kind and sweet to my TV. I never told it personal information. What was your TV a Samsung? Shit, was my TV a Samsung or was it a Sony? It was a Sony. Okay, well that's good because I'll tell you what, Samsung is warning us not to say personal information in front of their smart TVs. No, that's Hisense. We're good. Hisense, what? Hisense. I don't even know that brand. Um, They're the... They bought... Um, I mean, I guess it's good because I've been impressed with the image <laughs> this, this entire time. Uh, they're a Korean company. They bought... Um, oh, God. Start naming big TV makers. Sony. Keep going. Samsung. Doesn't start with an S. That don't start with an S? At least I don't think it started with an Toshiba? S. Toshiba? No. My God. Vio? No, that's Sony. <laughs> 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 Do you know other ones that started with an S? I, 
if it were up to me, I would not buy another TV ever again. I would just keep buying high definition computer displays. I'm all about the projectors now, but I needed the 4K and the 4K projector is not. Yeah, it's probably pretty expensive, right? Sharp. Sharp. So it did start with an S. So yeah, so Hisense is pretty much sharp. Sharp. Gotcha. They bought, been bought out by Koreans. So you brought this article up, uh, up to me actually. Um, Oh, the Samsung TV thing. Yeah. So the reason I also found it kind of interesting was that this isn't the first time we've heard reports of this. I think it was about like three years ago, where there was just like a general like, "Hey, your TVs are kind of always listening, so don't." say give it like personal information in front of your smart tv and now i'm thinking so my wife like showed me the article and i was like man why is it samsung that's saying this i think we just need to stay away from samsung products at this point because so now they're openly admitting hey don't (laughs) talk to your smart tv it's listening so nothing video game related but Samsung washing machine and dryers were exploding for a little bit last year. And then, of course, you have the Samsung Note 7. Also exploding. So you're, you're linking it to that as well. Do you, do you think the Samsung TV is going to explode if told something? No, I mean, that, that's just a joke. I know it's just a joke, but now it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same thing, that it's like, it's not that your Xbox One... Does your Xbox One have an online communication in order to... Oh, yeah, that's also I was listening to you as well. And not to mention, too, that, you know, Siri is only active when you have a uh, data connection or Wi-Fi connection. I guess that would make sense. At least at least it is for my iPad. So I don't know about... Because otherwise, why would... What would she do? Right. What could she do? Siri is only one person, okay? Would you think you have a Siri on your phone, and I think I have a Siri on my iPad? It's the same Siri. Have you seen the movie Her? No, but I'm kind of alluding to that. Okay, good. Because you should see the movie Her. It's pretty much that. (laughs) So, when when I read this article, like, yeah, it it makes sense to be wary of what you say, especially when you have a third party, which is the case with uh, Samsung's TVs, a third party handling the uh, voice processing or whatever. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of just numb and yeah, I ignore it because uh, not necessarily it. ignore it. It's just I am at this point where it's like, yeah, this is happening. Did you not think about it before? <laughs> no, no one's thought about it before. Not because of games like Watch Dogs Two and right. It's right. like yeah, you can make anything smart. I saw this really funny article on uh, Pinterest. It's like this guy was showing. Wi-Fi signals, and he's like, hey, my next-door neighbor just got a wireless printer with unlocked Wi-Fi. So then he, like, typed up a document saying that, hi, my name is Craig, I'm the printer, I now have sentience. And then, like, two (laughs) days later, he found the um, brand-new printer in the trash. So he got a printer. That's cool. That's funny. So it's just like, yeah, everything's kind of connected, and... Everyone already knows everything, and if people actually wanted to get into your business... They can, yeah. It's not that hard. Not that hard. I mean, I, I, I hate to do this, but one of the themes in Valhalla, the cyber 
punk bartending waifu game I've been playing uh, is that everyone in the city has nano machines, and the nano machines, like, and everyone talks about it like it's normal to have these nano machines, and it's just the government keeping tabs on everyone. But like, we're we're that's a bit of hyperbole, but we're getting to that point. Everyone is being monitored in some way, and if you're not, that means you're so completely off the grid that if anyone discovered you or found you, you would be considered a very suspicious person being <laughs> on your own in the Alps or in the Rockies. Like That's kind of how life is, and granted, it sucks. Everyone keeps track of everything you do in some respect. Like when you, when you go and get a fuel saver card from Hy-V, they're doing that so they can track your purchases. Eggs, yeah. And then they sell that information. I'm assuming they would, because why else not? Would they, yeah. Or at least use the information for them uh, for themselves to benefit on, you know, having more marketed uh, advertisements and all that bullshit. I, I just didn't necessarily feel that sure. surprised, although I felt kind of surprised that Samsung would go out of their way to say that. I know, right? Because... <laughs> Like, does that mean you don't trust the third-party company that you've hired to handle the the voice uh, processing? I think Samsung's just getting out in front of their TVs exploding at this point. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, hey, be careful what you say around your TV. It's always listening. If you say the key word, it might blow up. So just don't say that word, everyone. Wait, right. What word is that? I'm not going to say it. Otherwise, they'll blow up. <laughs> Are you watching this on TV? They'll, <laughs> they'll blow up. You've seen NBA 2K16. Our commentators are calling the plays half the time. Voice recognition, yeah, it doesn't work so well. <laughs> we have a few more topics to cover, but let's put them on hold. We, we have a lot of topics we'll, we'll cover next week, including uh, how your trip to Hawaii are you going saint thomas yeah it's it's saint thomas where's where's that virgin islands ah okay Hmm. that much i knew kind of maybe virgin islands she's too far away she can't hear me so she can't correct me so everything i say is right (laughs) (laughs) i have the power now (laughs) marriage (laughs) so you're gonna be there for a week gonna enjoy the sun are you bringing a couple game systems with you i am bringing the ipad Okay. And a Novation circuit. Gonna get some music done, huh? And a ukulele. But what if what if you take the ukulele there and then someone's like, dude, that's racist? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just go, So I was working at a I worked at a major music retailer and we had a a manager that I think a lot of people didn't necessarily look on too kindly. Uh, maybe a little too <laughs> chipper. We we had a when I say Samoan that that is the ethnicity of people, like Hawaiian native people. people. Okay, yeah. just making sure we ha- we had a uh, have a Samoan gentleman that uh, was like they're regular. either Samoan or Alaskans are Samoan. It gets real confusing with Alaskans. Japanese people just went to weird places. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. Like they're in Brazil. The fuck? <laughs> they're going everywhere, bringing the animes. <laughs> now, uh, so he he was a regular, cool guy, uh, like part of a church band, and his family led the church band. 
he came in one time and this new manager that they transferred in uh made the crude comment of like oh you need a ukulele (laughs) like it was something a little more drawn out and like longer winded but basically was like this is what you need because you're Samoan and everyone just tried to move on from there (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) are the Virgin Islands around Hawaii or where the fuck are the Virgin Islands not near Maine not near Maine (laughs) what (laughs) are you saying that Maine is full of non-virgin people I'm saying that the Virgin Islands are not near Maine. I've got a terrible world map in my head. Okay. Yeah, I, I so can't. So at even one think. point, I thought it was near Maine, and then my wife quickly hit me in the head. It, it's in the Atlantic, right? Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. So it's south. a completely fucking different ocean <laughs> than Maybe. Hawaii. Wait. Yes, because I think we're going towards florida ish yeah okay atlantic so you're around the gulf area or we could be going to the other side of texas you know the the gulf where the gulf war was (laughs) oh oh, oh, no it wasn't there (laughs) more stupid (laughs) jokes uh oh but so on that ipad downloaded a couple of games found out don't starve is on the ipad original don't starve or don't starve together original don't starve it's just called don't starve pocket edition so what exactly it'll come with i'm not sure if it's gonna have like don't starve plus rain of giants or whatever it's gonna be it's gonna suck when you end up buying don't starve together on your pc to play with tiff and i because then you'll have purchased that game three times i'm i'm joking but why why get don't starve on the ipad i think i purchased it six times gee already at this point because it wasn't a cross buy between the vita and the PlayStation 3. And then I also bought it again on the PlayStation 4. I see. And then there was the Reign of Giants edition that I had to buy. And then Don't Starve Together came out. It was just like, okay. So I bought it a couple of times. I'm known to buy the same game a couple of times and never beat it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fault you for Don't Starve because that game is pretty difficult. What possessed you to buy it for this trip? Honestly, just seeing it and being like, oh, don't starve. It's on the iPad. Oh, sweet. Only a couple of bucks. I could buy this for this trip. Okay. Hopefully it's, not gonna, hopefully it's not going to require internet connection. I was trying to like get games that don't require that. It's real iffy when you're buying things on iPad of whether or not it's going to be like, need that data connection. Right. That's true. You're not using it, but you need it. I'm like, God damn it. I bought that and I bought the uh, a game called The Room. So if you haven't played The Room, think of Silent Hill The Room, take out all the scary, now make the puzzle on, on like witness difficulty. So it, it's just about escaping a room. It's a room escape game. Kind of, but it's not even like a room escape game. It's just a room full of really difficult to solve puzzles. And there's kind of a story. Okay. I think there were like aliens at the end of one. I think, I don't know, like we were talking, there was like Stonehenge talk in it. It got weird and real trippy at the end of one. And then I only got about halfway through two before traveling wasn't like a necessity. So it's like, because it's a really nice game to like, you know, just play with your wife or significant other, like leaning over your shoulder and being like, 
ooh, try it this way. And they could just like literally put their hand on the iPad and go, yeah, yeah. And fail our pass for you. Unlike with the witness, it's like, and try this. No, the other left. Go down two more and then go left. Oh, it's like we have to get Photoshop out. <laughs> and uh, okay, let's let's run the HDMI cable from the TV into the computer. So now we can do a screenshot of this puzzle so we can move it around in Photoshop and have a better idea of what we need to do. True story. This is actually not <laughs> not not for me, but I know people have literally gone through the trouble of they're playing them on PC at this point, but doing screenshots in the witness to help them with puzzles. No, it makes so. total sense. I if you actually look through the camera roll on my camera, there are actually um puzzles on from the my, witness. From awesome. the witness on my puzzle. It's like so when I'm playing with uh so my wife's sister was a huge fan, I like showed her the witness and she was like solving so I like started a new game for her to play so she wouldn't ruin my puzzles. And then she got like she was solving puzzles that I was struggling with. And I was just like, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just going to take a picture of that. That's how you do that. But yeah. So I, I'm just recording your progress. You're doing a great job. <laughs> These puzzles were pretty easy for me, too. <laughs> but yeah. so No, I'm just texting someone. <laughs> so the witness is not the witness. God damn it. The room. The room is just like a nice little $6 puzzle game. It takes about... If you know how to solve all the puzzles in the room part one, it'll take you about two hours to get through. That's still a significant chunk of time considering... You know how to solve the puzzles. Yeah. So if you knew the exact solutions, like how fast could you speed run that game? Just so I under, like, so I can assume what I'm thinking, I'm assuming right now. I don't know how else to put that. It's two hours to speed run it, so to speak, or... I'd call it probably closer to an hour to speed run. Okay. Like, if you really, like... Because you got to actually, like, navigate between puzzles. So think, you know, on um, how Resident Evil says, solve this puzzle to get a piece for this puzzle, and you got to solve that puzzle way over here. You have to do that in the room as well. Gotcha. So if you also need to be able to, like, navigate quickly. But it's, like, got a, a dense amount of puzzles in, like, the first one. And then the second one, I was in, like... I was bouncing between, like, four different rooms. But then traveling stopped. So then I didn't have to play anymore. Right. So now when I saw the room part three was out, I was like, well, I'll just buy this, but I'm also going to re-download the room one and the room two. So that way I can like kind of get in the zone of playing all of them back to back to back. But I'm also have um, papers, please downloaded. I'm going to mm. beat that. I'm going to beat that game. Didn't know you could. I'm going to beat it. There, there's multiple endings too, so... You told me, and you spoiled some of it, and then you felt bad, and I don't care. <laughs> now I feel bad again. <laughs> Still don't care. Cookie, it's been great talking to you, and I hope you have an excellent vacation trip and all that stuff. Thank you. It was kind wonderful of, talking to you as well, Neil. I'm kind of jealous, to be honest. Not not of actually going there. I'm more jealous of... You're left-handed? Yeah. Huh. I, I noticed that before, I'm sure, but didn't point it out. Uh, I'm jealous just of all that time away from work. Oh, yeah. My coworkers were like, no, actually not my coworkers. My boss was like, man, Cookie, you take off so much freaking time because I also took off two days for, uh, right before we started doing the podcasts, I helped out with a convention called Unconventional Convention in Omaha, Nebraska in January. I remember you talking about uh, uh, doing a, not seminar, but 
speaking at it. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think we had you talk about, but that will be a topic we can save for next time, right? Indeed. Oh, my God, that plane. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, I'm Cookie. And I'm Neil. And this was the Fancy Ramen Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 